You are God of Abraham. You are God of Abraham. God of Isaac. God of Isaac. God of Jacob. God of Jacob. I worship you. I worship you. I adore you. I adore you. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me today. Protect me from today. Protect me from today. In the name of Jesus. Say wonderful Holy Spirit. Wonderful Holy Spirit. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I open my heart. I open my heart. Teach me your word. Teach me your word. Reveal to me. Reveal to me. Your divine revelations. Your divine revelations. Bless me tonight. Bless me tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that where two or three come together in my name, there I am in their midst. Also this evening, know that yes, Jesus Christ is here, the Holy Ghost is here, God Almighty is here. We are in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Then tonight we'll have a privilege to sing unto God. And let us sing with the whole of our hearts tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us sing together. Hallelujah.
Covered him all over again, I promise you. So tender, so very tender. Neither do I condemn these. Where are thine accusers? Who else but the Son of God would say that? Rightfully, she was to be judged and stoned. Where are thine accusers, she said. Neither do I condemn thee. That's why we love him so much. That's why we adore him so deeply. I don't want to live another day displeasing to you. Not another day of grieving
Jesus. We will be going straight to the word of God and the word of testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll be going straight to the word of God and the word of testimony. But their minds were made dull 
for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Wherever you are, you have joined this broadcast from all over the world. You are welcome in the presence of God. And uh, as the word of God will be coming to you, it will be coming with power of the Holy Spirit. It will be coming with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the healing power if you are sick. With the solution power if you are looking for any solution. With the breakthrough power if you are looking for any breakthrough. Whatever problem you have, let there be direction in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then this evening we'll be going straight to the Word of God from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse number 10. The Bible reads as follows. For what was glorious is no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory then, you know, for us to understand and to follow what um, Apostle Paul was writing in this portion of this letter to the church in Corinth, we better start a bit earlier. Let us start earlier from verse number 8 going downwards. Will not the ministry of the Spirit even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious had no glory has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. Okay. You know, I want us to, to understand where Apostle Paul was writing from when the Bible is talking about, you know, he is uh, talking about um, comparing the Old Testament and the New Testament. Talking about the encounter that Moses had when he went to the mountain. The Bible says that when Moses went to the mountain, when he came back from the mountain, the glory of God was in him, was on him, in such a way that even his face was shining, that even people of those times, the children of Israel, they could not look at Moses because he was full of the glory of God. And why was he full of the glory of God? He was full of the glory of God because he spent time with God in the mountain. As he spent time with God in the mountain, the glory of God rubbed over him in such a way that when he came out of the mountain, he was full of glory. And when he was full of glory, you know, they could not look at him. They said, Moses, no, we are so scared. Please put a veil on top of your, on your face. Until that glory, the more he fellowship with people, the more the glory was, uh, was getting reduced and it was becoming normal. But as long as Moses was fellowshipping with God, spending time with God in the Old Testament, he, was, uh, he began even to radiate based on the glory of God, of the glory that he encountered in the mountain. Then, you know, then Apostle Paul is saying that that is the glory which was of the Old Testament, which Moses, when he was in the presence of God, he was there to take even the law, the law that condemns, the law that kills, the letter that kills. So now he's comparing it with the, with the glory of the Spirit of God, which now when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, God comes and lives inside of you now. He's not just on you now for, for a moment, for a short time. Like in the Old Testament when the glory of God was on them for a moment. 
God was not on them forever. Like me and you now. When you are born again, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, the glory of God comes to be in you. God Amen. comes and lives inside Amen. of you. The Bible says that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 16, that don't you know that you yourself, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and God's Spirit dwells upon you. And when he's talking about, even Jesus Christ, when he's talking about this new glory of the New Testament, Jesus said that, um, you know, the Holy Spirit will be with you forever. He's not going to be with you, uh, you know, for a few minutes. He's not going to be with you uh, for a few years. The Holy Spirit is with us forever. Then the glory of the Old Testament, it was on Moses for a short time. Moses' face was not radiating until he got to heaven. No! He was radiating when he was coming from being with God when he received the law. He was radiating as he spent time with God. The more he spent time with God, with people, that glory faded. But on the glory of the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is in you, with you and in you forever. He's not in us for a short time. He is in you. He is in us until we go to heaven. And even when we, we are in heaven, he will be one with us. He will be in us. Then now is that's why he's saying that. That's why he's saying that in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 10. For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison. With surpassing glory. Then actually here, what Apostle Paul is saying is that, you know, when you are compare, comparing the glory which was there in the Old Testament with the glory that is here now in the New Testament, you can't compare the two. The New Testament glory is a surpassing glory. Uh, I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. Is a what? It's a surpassing glory because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. Mm. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, many people don't understand what does it, what it means to be born again. Many people don't understand what it means to be the children of the living God. No. Let me tell you this. Amen. In the Old Testament, even though Moses was being used by God mightily, Moses was not born again. Moses was not born again. Moses was just being used by God, but he was not born again. He was not saved. He was not the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came, yes, the anointing came upon Moses, not in him. Not in him. The Holy Spirit could not come to be in him. Because this, this grace came through Jesus Christ in the New Testament where the Holy Spirit can be now in you. Amen. That's why the Bible says that in the book of John chapter 1 verse number 12. Yet to all those who did receive him, to those who believed in his name. He gave them the right to become the children of God. Children not born of natural descent, no, of husbands will, but born of God. He gave them the right. Then the right was not there in the Old Testament. Moses lived in the Old Testament. He did not live in the New Testament then he could not be born again and carry the glory of God in him. He could carry the glory of God on him as God was using in him. But in the New Testament, we have got the capacity, we have been, in, we have been capacitated to carry the glory in us. That's how glorious it is. That's why the Bible says that yet to all those who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them what? The right to become the children of God. What was in that right? 
What was in that right? Which we, the Bible says that he gave them the right to become the children of God, which is so glorious that surpasses the, the glory of the Old Testament. It was the blood of Jesus Christ which was shed on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It was what? It was that blood. The blood which is the blood of the Father. The blood which is the blood of God. Which was shed on the cross of Calvary. That any time anyone you say that, Oh Lord Jesus Christ, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me. That precious blood which was shed on the cross of Calvary. Comes and washes away all of your sins. And once it is washed away all of your sins, God forgives and forgets every sin that you have ever committed. And it qualifies you. Let me tell you this. It qualifies you. It makes you to become the child of God. Because when that blood washes away all of our sins, it does not wash us and go. It washes us and stays right inside of us. And once the blood of Jesus has stayed right inside of us, after that, it qualifies us to be a carrier of this new glory, to be, to be the carrier of the Holy Spirit, because now you, the blood have taken away all of the impurities, and that blood has not only taken away all the impurities, have come so that we can be a proper temple of the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit, which is the glory, can come and dwell inside of you. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. You know, the Bible said that one day, Jesus Christ was going to Jerusalem. When he was going to Jerusalem, as he's about to arrive in Jerusalem, he saw the temple and said, ah, he was saying this even when the, the priests of the time, the high priests of the time, the priests, the Pharisees were there. He said, I will destroy this temple and I will build it again in three days. What was, those, what was so special in that temple of the old? Remember this temple was, was built in an order which was given through Moses. Remember the first person who was given how the temple is supposed to be built. It was Moses. That God showed Moses the temple in heaven. And God gave instruction that God, Moses build this temple like the temple which is in heaven. And Moses built the temple in the Old Testament, the first temple, tabernacle, which was on the tent, in a manner, in a fashion of that which was in heaven. In which there was an outer court, and there was inner court, and there was holy of holies. And in the outer court, the, the children of Israel used to come there once a week. In the inner court, the priest used to minister, burning incense every day, morning and evening, taking care of God. In the Holy of Holies, that's where the Ark of the Covenant used to dwell. What was in the Ark of the Covenant? That was the glory of God. Amen. Which was living where? In the holies of holies. God used to dwell there. And not everybody could go to the holy of holies. Only the high priest of Israel will go there. Once a year with the blood of the goats. Once a year with the blood of the calves. With the blood of the bulls. For the sins and the sin of Israel. Then the Bible said that Jesus said that, Oh! I will destroy this temple on three days. And I will build again in three days. And the Bible did not understand what he was talking about. The people who were there by that time. Meaning that the presence of God, the glory of God, is no longer going to be living in the house which is built by human's hands. But the glory of the Lord, the presence of God, was about to be living on the what? On the new tabernacle, which was built not by human's hand, by, but by God, which is what? You and me, those who believe in him, they will become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Then from that approach, you now understand that even in the, 
In the time of Moses, the glory was not living in the human being. The glory was built in the was living in the house which was built by by men's hands before Jesus. But after Jesus Christ, it was going to be living in anybody who believe, anybody who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Anybody that we are the temple yeah. of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says that the day that he gave up the ghost on the cross of Calvary. He gave up the ghost. And he said that it is finished. After that, there was an earthquake. As there was an earthquake, the Bible said that there was a veil which used to separate holy place and the holy of holies in the temple. And that, that, that veil... As there was that earthquake, it was indeed torn from the top to the bottom. Because that is the time that it was getting fulfilled, what Jesus Christ talked about, that, hey, I will destroy this temple and I will build a gate again in three days. The glory of the Lord will no longer live in the temple made of the human's hands. But the glory of God will be living in those who believe in Jesus Christ. That many people without revelation, they still think that the glory of God lives in the building. That is the Old Testament glory. That's where they used to go to the temple which was built by the human's hand. In order to meet with God. Not in the New Testament. In the New Testament, we are of the surpassing glory. We are the carriers of God. We are the carriers of the presence of God. We are the carriers of His glory. He lives in me. Can you say he lives in me? He moves with me. He lives with me. He lives in me. He lives in me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm the carrier of God. Yes, in the New Testament, the glory of God is living in you and me. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We We don't go to the house of God because the presence of God lives in the house of God. No, in the Old Testament, it was like that. In the New Testament, yes, there's the glory that the Bible says that where two or three come together in my name, there I am in their midst. Meaning that, okay, when we come together in the name of the Lord, the special presence of God, the glory of God comes. Yes, like also tonight, he is here tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Then he said, the Bible says that Apostle Paul said that. For what was glorious have no glory in comparison with the surpassing glory. Hey, let me tell you this. The Old Testament was just like a shadow of the things to come. But when this one of the, of the New Testament is a real deal, it's what they were trying to demonstrate about the glory of God. Which one? The New Testament's glory one. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Then you cannot compare the Old Testament with the New Testament. No. None of them, if anybody in the Old Testament was born again, no one was born again in the Old Testament. No one. No one could be the true child of God in the Old Testament. Only in the New Testament people could be born again and be called the sons of God, the children of God. Techno, yeah. who, who, who share the real DNA with God. Yeah. Who are those? Us who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Then... That's why you can't compare when, when, when Apostle Paul said that the letter kills. The letter used to expose their sins and they used to be condemned because of what? They used supposed to be condemned because of the sin that the, the law have exposed. 
But uh, in the New Testament, it's not the New Testament of condemnation. It's the New mm. Testament where, through the blood of Jesus Christ, all of our sins are forgiven. He said that, neither do I condemn you. In the New Testament. Hallelujah. Amen. He's not condemning you. That's why he could say, Jesus said that, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who are weary? Who are weary? Weary of their sins. Weary of their sicknesses. Weary of their problems. Weary of their challenges. What does he say? Come to me, all of you who are weary. Not come to me, all of you who are perfect. All of you who are weary of the devil. Who are weary of the life of the world, the life of sin. Come to me. That's what he said. He's not calling, the, he's not calling those who, who, are, who are perfect. He was calling the weary ones. So that he can give them his burden which is light and easy to carry. Which is to serve him and to walk with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Say fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say, I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse number 11. If what was um, transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? He's saying that we, that which was transitory, that which was just in transition, that which was just leading for the New Testament to come. The New Testament was passing by. The New Testament was leading for the, the, the Old Testament was leading to the, for the New Testament to come. It was transitory. Then he said that now, if that was transitory, came with glory. So that, hey, when that law, when Moses came with that law from the mountain, he came with glory, came shining. The law which was transitory, the law which was in transition. So how much more is the one of the glory which lasts? The one which is about to last. What if this one, what is the real, this real deal? You can't compare the two. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. You can't come in comparison. You can't compare the Old Testament with the new. No. The Bible said that grace and peace came through the Lord Jesus Christ. He came with grace and truth. He came with grace and peace. Oh, Balabazon Talabaha. When you talk about grace and peace, he came with unmerited favor. He came with that which you can't. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Yes, he came with a grace and truth. La Kriduska Pradaska Pahaya. La Kriduska Pahaya Katuska Pahayede. He came with a greater glory. When now the glory of God, the presence of God is now living in you. And you are the child of the living God. Something that have never been thought. Something that have never been thought or sought before that a man can carry God. Uh, a man can be a child of God. Have you ever thought something like that? Hey, when you are born again, you are not an ordinary. You are a child of the living God. Hey, a real child of the living God. Because you have got the blood of God in you. You have got the spirit of God in you. That's why we're saying that you are born again. You have received eternal life. The God kind of life. 
you are not an ordinary person. More especially when you are born again. More especially when you have received the life of Christ in you. Hey! The Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. He has catapulted you. If any man be in Christ, is a new creation. Behold, mm. the oldest pastor within you have come. You have received the new nature of God. You are not an ordinary, full of the Holy Ghost. God in a man. God, hey, carrying God in you. Have you ever thought that you are carrying God? You are the walking, uh, you are the walking God. Because uh, I, I, I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. A dog gives birth to a dog. A cat gives birth to a cat. Then when you are saying that you have been born of God, you can't be in the realm of man. No. You are in the realm of God. A God gives birth to a God. That's why you can't say that you are a child of God. Let me tell you. Hey, when you say that you are the child of God, you are a you have got that nature, you just have to believe it. But it is so already in the spirit. When you say that you are what? You are born again. That's why this glory of the New Testament, it surpasses the glory of what? Of the Old Testament. Because none was born again. Yet some, they walked with God in the Old Testament. We've got men like Enoch who walked with God. The Bible said, Enoch walked with God. And he was transfigured. He was taken up. He was caught up. Enoch was, and he was not even born again. Imagine. What about you and me now who you are born again? You are the child of God in this surpassing glory. Let me tell you this. When you talk about Papa Abraham, he was just a friend of God. When you talk about David, those are the men who walked with God. But they were not born again. And they've achieved what they've achieved when they were not born again. What about you and me in this surpassing glory? In the Old Testament, the Jews were special unto God. Nobody could be compared with them. That's why we're talking about those who were, who were with us in the afternoon. Could hear, you could hear about Darius. You could hear about Sarius. They were, they were kings of the foreign land. Trying to, God touching them through those who were there in the exile to, to, to touch and to work for foreign God that time. Today, no, he's not a foreign God. He's not. He's not a foreign God. Never think it that way. Remember when Jesus Christ died and came back to life? And, um, and, um, Mary Magdalene in the garden tomb saw Jesus. When she saw Jesus, she wanted to touch the Lord. And, and Jesus said, no, don't touch me yet. Go and tell my brothers. The ones who could not call brothers before he, was, he died. And said that, go and tell my brothers that I'm going to, the, to, to their God. Hey. And to their Father, who God Almighty after his death, we qualified that of things that an ordinary man could not qualify for. He is our father, Papa God. He's no longer, you know, he's no longer God of only of Abraham, God of Israel. He is our God because of the blood of Jesus. He is our God because of the, this new grace, new glory of the New Testament. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. He is our God. He is your Father. You know, when Abraduska Pakatuska Pahaya, in the in the Old Testament before Jesus Christ died, you know, Jesus will, will call Papa God his Father. They will get offended. They will get offended. They say that he's comparing himself with God. Most of the time, let's say, they say, let us stone him. How can he compare himself with God? In the New Testament, you are qualified to call Papa God your father. Oh, Rabba Son Talaba. 
there was no time that Elijah called God his father. There was no time that David called God his father. There was no time. That's why many the times when Jesus Christ could call Papa God his father, they were offended. And he gave us, even us, now he gave us the right to say, Papa God, he's not just God of Israel. Like, you could hear how Sarah could refer to God of Israel. He said that, God of heavens. Now he's our God. He's not just God of Abraham. He's our God because of Jesus. He's not just our God. He is our Father. Hey, and all these things is because of Jesus. I want you to get it. He is Amen. our Father and He is Amen. our God. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. What we are going through today Amen. is too much, it's too much, it's too much. It's not something that you hear and your life remains the same. It's not something that you hear and your situation remains the same. It's something that after when you know, as the Bible says that, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It shall set you free. After this, you must know that you have got a father, the most high father. The great father, who is the creator of heaven and earth. He is your God. And, and from today, you will see that he is your father and is your God in Jesus' name. As is defending, blessing, healing as your God and your father, as you believe it, you shall receive it. Congratulations. Because of time, wherever you are, begin to pray. Begin to pray.
I command them to the abyss. I command them to the abyss. There may be somebody tonight you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Wherever you are, let us say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Protect me from today. From today, I am born again. I am born again. I am saved. In the name of Jesus Christ. If there was somebody praying that prayer for the first time, know that yes, you are born again. Yes, you are saved. Yes, you are a child of the living God. Follow this account. Whenever you get to go live, you will be able to join us. And I can assure you, your life will never be the same. Wherever you are, just raise up your right hand right now. Say, let everything turn around for my God. Every situation. Any situation. Any problem. Let there be solution. Solution. So let there be a direction in every sector of my life. Let there be direction in the name of Jesus Christ. In every sector of my life, let there be progress. Let there be progress. Progress. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want us to go and prophesy dance to this Lord to this song tonight. As we say that, I will testify, I will testify, I will testify. Joshua reminded me this over the weekend. said, hey, you forgot.
testify, I 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 testify. Say you will testify. You will testify and testify and testify and testify and testify and testify. Hallelujah! Amen. Our lives are full of testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Our families are full of testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, congratulations. I want to just give us the announcement. The, the mm. prayer and fasting for the month of, um, of the coming month, April, is going to start on the day after the Good Friday. We will be starting for 10 days. I want us to be ready for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyway, let us say the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. 